Welcome to the Sugar Science Podcast, where our mission is to highlight and connect researchers in the type 1 diabetes space. I'm Nicole Phillips, an intern for the Sugar Science, and your host for today's podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Nayara Laid. Nayara is a postdoctoral fellow at Harvard University. Her work consists of type 1 diabetes research in the Melton Lab at Harvard University. It's such a pleasure to be interviewing you today, and I just want to thank you for your time to be part of our podcast. Ah, thank you for the opportunity and the invitation. I'm really happy to be here today to talk to you about my research and what we have been doing uh, with diabetes. Mm-hmm. Great. Can't wait. So my first question that I wanted to ask is, what led you to be interested in type 1 diabetes research? So I became interested in type 1 diabetes uh, when I was a child uh, because of one experience that I had. When I was six years old, my grandma passed away because of diabetes complications. And I don't remember a lot about her. But uh, since I started college, I knew that I want to learn more about diabetes to help to treat people with the disease. And as an undergrad, I realized that I want to be a beta cell scientist. And you probably is familiar with uh, what are beta cells, but just to remind everybody, beta cells are the cells that produce insulin. And those are the cells that are missing people with type 1 diabetes. I think I would just talk a little bit more about my um, career in type 1 diabetes since um, I already started. During my PhD, um, I was focused in diabetes and beta cell stress. And uh, what I mean by beta cell stress is just the risk that the beta cells have to be attacked by the immune system. And when I was in grad school, uh, we had like frequently journal clubs. And I remember one day that I picked a paper from Doug Melton's lab. And in this paper, they were describing for the first time how you could make beta cells from stem cells. And I was fascinated by that, that you could make beta cells from another cell type. I didn't know that because I was a beta cell biologist, but... Mm-hmm. And I thought it was super cool what a stem cell biologist could do. So I think this step for treating uh, diabetes, uh, making beta cells from stem cells, was one of the biggest steps ever taken to treat the disease. A disease that, that has been treated for over 100 years with, with uh, insulin shots. Yeah, I was fascinated. So after com- completing my PhD, I joined uh, Doug Mountain Lab as a postdoctoral researcher at Harvard University, where my research is focused on human type 1 diabetes modeling using stem cell-derived beta cells. So this is like my whole story with diabetes. That's so fascinating. I think your work is going to have such an impact on those with type 1 diabetes. Next, I would like to ask about what techniques in the lab are easiest and which techniques are the most challenging for you right now? Okay, so I will start by saying that a challenge with producing any cell type in the lab or in vitro is the heterogeneity 
uh, of the cell generated by the differentiation protocol. And what I mean by that is that the differentiation protocol that we use have six steps. So imagine that the cells can follow the desired path or they can stray. This is, I think, the, main, the first challenge. Nowadays, we have a consistent protocol in the lab and we can generate billions of beta cells. So I would say that the first challenge is par partially solved, in uh, my opinion. This brings me to the next challenge. Uh, what is the one that I'm, I'm most interested in? So now that we can make a lot of cells and the goal is treat patients with diabetes, and if you remember, since diabetes is an um, autoimmune disease, after you put back the cells in the patients, they would be rejected again. The next challenge is the beta cells from immune attack. And at this point, we, we are trying to figure out uh, strategies and uh, techniques to clog or to hide the beta cells from the immune system with the goal of uh, cell transplantation for uh, type 1 patients, mm -hmm. uh, like a camouflage. Um, on the data these challenges and have you figured out like any tips or do you have any tips that you would like to share with others about how you've um, approached these challenges? Yeah, so there are a lot of lessons that we have learned from other fields. For example, you know that uh, pregnancy is a really specific, how can I say, it's a specific environment where you have the baby that is half of from one person and half of the other person. And if you think about it, if you could, could do just a simple skin transplantation from one person to the other, the skin graft would be most likely rejected. Mm -hmm. So during pregnancy, there are special clues that the fetus can uh, signal or signal to uh, the environment or the mom body that are let the fetus uh, survive. So this is one example of like strategies that we can learn from pregnancy. Or mm -hmm. another idea would be uh, what do we can learn from cancer. You know that the cancer cells are able to escape the immune system. So we can also think about uh, how we can change the cells in order to make them like hidden or uh, cold. That's great. What are your hypotheses about your current work that you're working on right now? I think my uh, current hypothesis is linked or connected with the um, triggering of type 1 diabetes hypothesis. Mm -hmm. um, so as I said, I am interested in understanding how to hide the beta cells from the immune system in order to avoid immune rejection. And in order to do that, I need to learn or I need to uh, investigate what causes the immune attack on the first place. Mm -hmm. So that said, I think there are two major components that are important for the disease initiation or for this uh, modeling that I'm making in the lab using human uh, embryonic stem cells, direct beta cells, that are the beta cell vulnerability and the immune system dysregulation. And what I mean by the beta cell vulnerability, again, is just 
the risk of the beta cell be attacked and destroyed by the immune system. And this um, vulnerability can be caused by viruses or by metabolic demand and stress. And the immune system dysregulation, we know that there are some key points in the immune system that can have like small flaws and make the uh, immune system uh, attack the beta cells. And just because, as I mentioned before, our lab is able to make billions of beta cells from stem cells, I decided to focus on the beta cell side or vulnerability. So the idea is to produce uh, super beta cells that are stronger and less likely to be uh, attacked or destroyed by the immune system. Mm -hmm. That's great. So have there been any interdisciplinary input that you find most valuable to your work? I will start by giving you four distinct disciplines that are really relevant for my work right now. That are um, beta cell physiology, stem cell biology, immunology, and bioinformatics. Mm -hmm. My background is with beta cell physiology. When I started in... Uh, Doug Melton's lab, I didn't know a lot about immunology or about stem cell biology. So for me, it was uh, fundamental to have uh, colleagues and collaborators working together as a multidisciplinary team uh, in order to answer and like develop, develop strategies to treat the, the question or solve the problem that I was asking. Yeah. So you mentioned collaboration is key. Has it been difficult during COVID for collaboration or have you guys found ways to collaborate? That's a good question. We have different projects that involve different collaborators. So I would say that the projects that we have uh, enough material, so the ones that are dependent only on, let's say, the cells that we make in the lab or informatics or like statistics analysis those kind of collaborations they are going super well uh, because we can just keep working on that uh, what is a little bit tricky is when we depend on patients so specifically one of my projects is using beta cells from type 1 diabetic patients derived from diabetic patients and from the same patient collect the immune cells from the peripheral blood. Mm -hmm. So then I need the patient to come in to donate blood. So this kind of project is in on hold because we are not receiving patients through this uh, situation. But even not being able to perform specific, this kind of experiments, we still uh, have meetings and talking about what are the uh, next steps and how we will proceed with these steps when we are able to have this patient samples. Mm -hmm. So within line with collaboration, can you hypothesize which discipline currently studying type 1 diabetes will find a cure and why? I believe that type 1 diabetes will be cured through a collaborative work involving many disciplines mm -hmm. that will bring ideas from stem cell biology, immunology, bioinformatics, bioengineering, and maybe even business. 
I think we have a fantastic group of far-thinking and far-reaching scientists in the um, Boston area with the most broad background uh, from different areas that are able to bring the best ideas and the most promising ideas or, yeah, ideas to solve the type of diabetes problem. How have you networked with other grad students or other researchers studying type 1 diabetes and how important you think it is for your work? As I said before, I think not only interacting with people or friends that study type 1 diabetes uh, is important, but I think also that it's important to network with people from other disciplines in other fields, whether they are in Boston, because I'm Boston, or in other places, in this uh, interdisciplinarity that will help progress the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd li- also like to ask, what papers are you reading right now that are helping you with your research? So specifically right now, I'm reading papers about what they call the medalists. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with, with this term, but the medalists are... Um, patients that have type 1 diabetes for over 50 years and they don't have any complications from the disease. And more than that, they still have some endogenous uh, insulin producing by by their own beta cells. And I think it's fascinating uh, how those beta cells can survive even after so many years uh, having an autoimmune disease. So I think we can find answers on how to protect the beta cells uh, that we make in the lab, studying the beta cells that are uh, still on those uh, metalist patients. Wow, that's very interesting. So also, in terms of the papers that you're reading, are there methods from those papers that are important to you in your work right now? That's a hard question because it's hard to choose one paper. I think the first most important paper for me was the one that when I was in grad school from Doug Mountain Lab we discussed mm-hmm. that is basically the protocol in how to make the baby cells. Yeah. I think it was like the initiation of like a protocol that I, I've been following for so many years with like a little bit of um, variations, let's say. But now um, I'm, I'm reading from a variety of disciplines, as I said. So I don't have like one specific page. Uh, so after all this time that you've spent studying type 1 diabetes, do you want to continue studying type 1 diabetes? Yes, I do want to continue studying type 1 diabetes. My long-term objective is to run my own laboratory, studying type 1 diabetes and beta cell stress. And I aim to combine my background as well, all the techniques and technologies that I learned in the lab uh, to make impact in the field in the future. Also, I have the privilege of witness how Doug runs a successful lab, providing me invaluable experience and insights for uh, establishing my own research group in the future. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. I love learning about you and also just about the work that you're doing. I think it's really important. Thank you so much for your time and 
allowing me to interview you. I, as I said, like I loved learning from you and your work is just so important to the type one diabetes research community. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sugar Science Podcast, where we will continue to highlight type one diabetes researchers. We sure hope you enjoyed and we would love for you to share with others within the type one diabetes space.